Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cork Brothers Podcast. You are here with Sir Corkrum and Drewski, the co-founders of AM Business Strategy and the masterminds behind your favorite Instagram food blog, AM Food Pros. You are here because you want an insight into the mindset it takes to overcome the challenges standing between you and your goals. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cork Brothers Podcast. I'd love to welcome Sean Blake onto the show. This is a friend I've known for quite a few years now. After graduating Babson College, Sean swiftly went into the finance sector, working for Prudential for over four and a half years, and recently moving over to J.P. Morgan and Chase this past December. He has had a stellar career bumping shoulders with the movers and shakers of Wall Street. However, we have him on this podcast for a greater reason. Somehow... Sean has balanced long hours on Wall Street while simultaneously breaking through as a model, actor, and artist. He has never allowed the excuse, I don't have enough time to halt his dreams, and we're we're here to figure out how he does it. So welcome, Sean, to the podcast. Wow, wow. Thank you so much, man. That that was awesome. Um, You hit the nail on the head. I'm I'm really excited about this. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, Really looking forward to uh, discussing more about this journey. Definitely, definitely. And so to give, give a little bit of context, Sean was a year above me in college. And Sean, as, as I said in the intro, you immediately went into the financial sector. And that's what a lot of people do from Babson. They move into finance or consulting or other business gigs. And then it's almost like that's the trajectory their career goes. Right. But you're kind of trying to move into or already moved into something different. What, what was the start of that? Uh, the start of that. Wow. Um, I would have to say that I've always had more of a, an interest in the entertainment and media realm arts overall in general. But I think because I was in a school that was more focused on business. I kind of allowed my interest in business to kind of take over my thought pattern in terms of my goals and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. I, I am very grateful. I enjoyed my my four years at Babson. I learned a lot. I met a lot of people. Um, but I wasn't really able to find other individuals that I could click with in terms of like, hey, I'm interested in finance, but I'm also interested in these other things as well. I'm also a creative at heart. Um, So I would say what kind of sparked that was more so post-grad life and um, being exposed to different types of people. You know, I've I've traveled around the world and um, I've been inspired by people around the world and I've shared stories about my interests and I've had people say, you know, you should definitely do that. You should definitely pursue it. Why wait? You know, you can do this. Um, I also have family that have also uh, in the past, even while I was at Babson, you know, kind of, you know, pushing me towards, hey, you should definitely model. I can see you doing this. And it wasn't until Mm -hmm. I left Babson and got a little bit more comfortable with myself as far as being an artist, as far as being a model. Um, and, and that was what really pushed me forward in terms of saying like, hey, let me try this out and, and see where it goes. And, you know, so far it's gotten me in some pretty cool spots. I've, I've been able to do some pretty cool things. So I would definitely say that traveling has been a part of that journey as far as, you know, meeting other individuals with different types of perceptions, 
personalities, different walks of life, um, and the mm-hmm. stories that have been shared in, in terms of people telling me like, you know, money is great. You know, we all want money, but I'm in this country, I'm in uh, Morocco or I'm in, uh, South America, and I'm happy with what I have. I'm not a rich person, but I'm still happy. And these are the types of things I like to do to maintain that happiness. And that kind of was something that inspired me to say, yeah, you know, I I can have a job and I can also pursue the things that make me happy in order for me to be able to do this day job every day, you know? Definitely. I I feel like a lot of people find themselves in similar situations, at least in the thought aspect, not in the action aspect, Absolutely. where they have these passions, they have these dreams, they have these hopes for their lives, especially once they start their career, and none of them really get fulfilled. Or they find themselves 45 and they've gone on two trips in the past 20 years. Yep, yep. What what kind of um what was was it a gradual process to get where you're like, I'm going to pursue my own thing here? Or was there something that was like a kick in the butt for you? I would say uh, it was more of a gradual process. It was more of me being comfortable with doing something that I know that I knew my coworkers weren't doing. A lot of my peers at Babson weren't doing. A lot of my friends from the block, from the hood, from growing up in the Bronx weren't doing. Um, I had to be confident in myself. And that is something that I can talk about, you know, as we go on with the conversation, because I think that the confidence is the key. Like you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your potential. Um, And it was just more so a gradual process of understanding like, hey, this is something that can happen. And, you know, it was maybe after my first official New York Fashion Week gig where I'm like, wow, how am I here right now? Like where I started and began to like now being on a New York Fashion Week runway, officially, this is something that I can definitely do. And then from there, it was like, okay, I'm gonna continue to push. I'm gonna, then the next thing you know, I was getting booked to be on live television as a model, you know, for a brand. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm here on ABC. This is this is amazing. Like I can continue to do this and still <clears throat> for now maintain my day job because we all need funds. We all need capital to do the things that we wanna do to invest in our careers. Um, and and our long-term goals. So I would say that it's been also a spiritual journey. It's been God being by my side and showing me different walks of life and saying, and exposing me to different things and saying like, hey, this is a place for you as well. So, you know, the confidence is one part. It's also spiritual and just having that, maintaining that connection with God, because there will be times where you'll have self-doubt. There will be times where you'll be told no a lot. And this industry, you hear way more no's before you hear that one good yes. Um, And I can Mm -hmm. say that's also similar for what I experienced in uh, finance. So I think finance also helped prepare me for life because when I was going for interviews, we know Babs is a highly competitive school. I got a crap ton of no's before I got that one yes from Prudential. And then when I spent Mm -hmm. my couple of years at Prudential doing different roles, um, I was still trying to, you know, find something different was getting told a lot of no's until, you know, last year where I had this, this crazy moment in life where these huge, super powerful companies that we all know, name brand companies, tech companies, um, Mm -hmm. financial institutions were reaching out to me, having me come to their 
networking and finance recruiting events. And I'm like, wow, I never would have thought that I would even qualify for that. So that was right. you know, a way in which I was building my self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at, at a place where I'm like, I know I can do these things. And it's all about the execution. That's awesome, man. Man, I, I like to hear about your journey, your spiritual journey, and how you kind of overcame those things. Talk a little bit about, um, you said you kind of grew up in the hood in Bronx and some tough situations. Talk about those tough situations and then how you had to overcome that mindset. Because it's not just getting out of the situation, it's changing that mindset that a lot of people around you aren't succeeding in the way that you want to be. So how do you kind of overcome that and find your own path. That's uh, that's a really, really, really good point. Um, I would say for me, even though I'm from the Bronx, I was you know, blessed enough to have certain individuals in my life. I could say, for instance, my cousin Leah, she was a big, 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 huge influence in my life in terms of a positive role model and saying like, and showing me like, you you see this every day, but this is a different part of life that you can be exposed to. She's someone that is really successful in her field. She also works in entertainment. And she showed me a different way of life that I wasn't going to see on the block. So she took me under her wing and, you know, she uh, encouraged me to, hey, I was at first going to public school in the Bronx. Um, I was in a charter school, which is for like gifted students, but still the resources weren't there to adequately give me the level of education that I needed and that all kids should be exposed to. So she encouraged me to then, you know, look into private institutions. And from there, I was, you know, looking into institutions such as like Hearts Man, which is like the leading private institution in New York State. And so I got into Hearts Man where I was going to school with Diddy's kids and Senator's kids and all these Damn. different rich people's wow. kids. And so I was able to get a different education. And obviously that's what led me to getting into Babson. Um, so for me, when, when you're real quick, Sean, when you're, when you're in those situations, you see Diddy's kids, you see all these other successful people's kids with a lot of money and a lot of success in their family. How do you kind of overcome that and don't compare yourself oh, to that? Cause that could be oh, a really unhealthy mind. It, it was definitely difficult. Um, and I wouldn't say those particular individuals made it difficult because I didn't really interact with them. It was more so being a kid from the hood and being in classes with uh, people that weren't of color and being judged by those people for not coming from their situation. Um, So, you know, there would be instances where you would have a, a, you know, a a rich kid in the class who says something slick out of their mouth. And me being from where I'm from is like, the first thing you want to do is clap back or react. But, you know, I'm in this school you know, because of my merit and, you know, them believing in me and they're, they're, they have a scholarship behind me. I can't risk all of that because some kid wants to make a joke and, you know, get funny in the class. So it required me to have a, a cohort of other Black students that I could tap into who also understood my struggle. Um, and we depended on each other. We backed each other up. We joked. We laughed. We had good times with each other. A lot of them are my best friends, even to this day. Um, Mike, you know Atia. Um, I also yep. have other friends that that we went to the same institution, and we were each other's rock. So even through those times that we could all relate to, as far as having other students, you know, look down upon us because of where we came from, we were also able to lift each other and build each other up because we were smart as fuck. 
We were mm-hmm. all smart kids. And so we had to remind each other, like, hey, you're great. You're black excellence. We didn't have a term for it back then, but you're now we understand what it is that we were trying to communicate, you know? So it really was more so having a community of people that you could uh, rely upon to, to, to have your back and build you up. But it's not saying that it's going to be a very large community. It's, it could just be a small group of friends that understand your struggle and that want to support you and you support each other throughout the pains of going through uh, certain situations in life that are there to really build you up. Definitely. Um, Sean, a, a theme that seems to be coming through from you is this support network from your aunt to when you're in school, your friends mm-hmm. and all these people that, as you just said, build you up. What can you tell people listening to this podcast right now who don't have a support network or don't think they have one mm-hmm. on how to get one? That is a good question. Um, I can say for for starters, I'm always willing to to be that person for someone because as I've expressed, I, I'm extremely blessed to be where I am today. So I always want to do what I can to help the next person out. You know, I, I was involved in organizations here in New York, such as I Mentor, which I extremely and highly encourage all black males, Latino males to get involved, with, even white males, because they do have some people that are allies that want to help, you know, uh, students and I don't know how to best say this because I don't really like the terms that they use in New York, but I would say for now, lower income communities that don't have as many resources from an educational standpoint, there are ways that you can get involved. iMentor is one of those ways. Um, But for people who don't have, who think they don't have a support system, I would say that there probably are people in your, in your, your life that are willing to be that person, but sometimes it takes, you yourself expressing that you need that support. A lot of times, even as adults, we need support, but we're not really willing to express that. Um, so I would just say yeah. for, for one, putting it out there to your people that you're obviously, that you have some sort of trust with, you know, put it out there that you need some type of help and you never know who can get you connected to the right resource. Um, the third thing I can say, um, Join an organization, you know, join an organization that is aligned with something that you're interested in, whether it's arts, there are arts organizations out there for specifically black people, for specifically all different types of ethnicities. Um, So if you need people that kind of understand you or that look like you, get involved in an organization that's tailored to something that you're interested in. And I'm sure you're going to find a group of people to support you in life and in your endeavors. Um, And obviously outside of that, I'm a big advocate for also mental health. Um, I have seen people in my life, as far as friends, as far as family, struggle with mental health. So I never really make it a small, I I don't belittle how important it really is. So if you feel like you're, it's something that you really need from a mental perspective, Definitely look online for resources that can align you with someone who can talk to you objectively. Awesome. Man, Sean, you got you got some wisdom here, man. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. I appreciate so, it, man. This is life. <laughs> absolutely. And so you're talking about like the beginning stages of finding those different um, influencers and people who speak into your life and whatnot. 
But talk about once you reach the success, how you kind of remain humble and keep them in your circle because Mm -hmm. they always, um, the old African proverb is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So Mm -hmm. how do you remain humble and keep your pack together Mm -hmm. um, and don't kind of shut them out once you reach the success? For me, uh, I I don't, I, I think the struggle for me is more so having because i'm someone who who's a a team player you know i want to win together i want us to eat together because i want to be surrounded by the people that i know that knew me coming up like i'm all for for making new friends as well don't get me wrong but when it comes to getting to that place in life where you're feeling a little bit more comfortable and you're a little bit more stable i definitely want to be around people that are my team so the struggles that I face are more so surrounded. It's more so tailored towards people that want to go that alone route that I may not have known that they wanted to go the alone route. So it's further down the road where you're like, okay, I see how you really are. And, you know, you have to adjust and, you know, kind of narrow down who you allow into your space. Um, So I think the things that humble me are, being surrounded by other people that I know in my circle that have succeeded way, they, like they're living the dreams that I, I still wish that I could live. And I'm humble enough to know that I'm not there and there's something that I can still learn from them. And they know that there's something that, they're, that they can still learn from me, you know, mm-hmm. given my experiences. And, and it's just realizing that, you know, regardless of how much money you have, how much success you have, there's always something that you can learn from one another. Like it, like me being where I am makes me know better than someone back from the block who still hasn't gotten to where they want to go. Nor does it make anyone who, as we, as Babson students are and know, someone who owns a company and is a CEO and has you know made their target of a million dollars in revenue in the year, that still doesn't make them any better than me. And it's humbling to know that I can speak to all those different people in the same way and give all those different people the same amount of respect. So I think it's just me being who I am. Um, I've always kind of been surrounded by people who are extremely successful and people who are still struggling to make it. Um, and just being in that space is, is always kind of grounded me. So it's never been an issue with, okay, I'm here and I need to remember how to bring everyone up above because I'm always trying to be mindful of that. Even now, like as I have my own endeavors, as far as creating now my own uh, production company, I'm working to bring up my team. Like I want to put money in the pockets of my team. And so I have an intern now who assists me in different things. And, you know, I'm putting money in their pocket because I appreciate their time and I want to see them succeed as well. So it's just about, you know, remaining hungry and humble, realizing throughout the process, how far you've come. And not everyone is going to say, share the same story as me, but, you know, it's still keeping that in mind, like at any given moment, I could lose everything. No matter how much money myself or the next person makes, something tragic could happen and you could lose everything. And it's just remaining humble of what God is giving you. Health, finances, friendships, family, relationships, romantic relationships, whatever the case may be. It's about realizing your blessings throughout the process. And that's why I think I am 
I've, I've been able to, to do the things that I've been able to do thus far because I never forget. I never forget where I come from. Definitely. I feel like um, when it comes to happiness and and defining what success is for you, it's all a mindset thing. And I think remaining humble like that and the way you just spoke about is is crucial towards that. I, f- I feel like with business, another huge mindset thing, and I feel like, and this is something I've heard from people, when it comes to entrepreneurs or just even successful businessmen, the stereotype is that we have to have a brash dominant or at least an extroverted personality. You, as I've seen on Instagram and also knowing you are a self-proclaimed introvert, has that, pro- <laughs> has that caused any challenges for you in the business world, whether it's in finance or, um, you know, going out and doing your own thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, it really has, um, because at heart, I'm, I consider myself an introverted, introverted extrovert um, mm-hmm. in the sense that I can be extroverted when I need to be and when it feels comfortable for me. But I also deeply, deeply enjoy my alone time and just being with myself. So yeah. for me, the struggle is sometimes when I like it's a hustle, you have to go to events, you have to be around people, you have to network. Um, sometimes it's, you know, being at an event and I'm just not feeling it that night. Like I, I don't really want to, like, I'm, I'm always open to meeting people, but I don't want to necessarily put that energy because it's mental energy that I have to put in. And I'm, me, I, I'm not feeling it right now. So there will be times that where I'm just not feeling it and I have to just overcome that. I have to tell myself, no, you're here for a reason. And it all comes down to like, as you said, mindset, it's, it's mindset over anything. And so for me, a lot of times it's just trying to overcome my own anxiety, my own self-doubt, my own introverted ways in which I just can get very comfortable within myself and just kind of like ease in the background. So I have to be mindful of this when I'm, you know, trying to make moves and do things. Because, you know, if it was up to me, I would just kind of just chill with my crew of people and and just relax and and be us. But, you know, for I think anything that you want to do, if you want to be successful, you you, you need people, you need a community. And so I'm still trying to build that. um, And it's going to require me to be extroverted in times when I want to be introverted. Um, But I would always, I always say to people out there because I'm always surprised when, you know, I'll post things up on like Insta uh, about being introverted and people will be like, that's me too. And I'm like, whoa, that's you too. Like I never would have expected, like you look like an extrovert, you act like an extrovert, but you never really know who's introverted. Um, You never really know who really prefers to kind of be alone or within themselves. So, you know, there are a lot of introverts out there. And if there's anything that I could say is just that it's all mindset Whenever you feel that anxiety creeping on, whenever you feel that self-doubt, whenever you feel like "Mm, it's just make the vibe is off, it's not making me feel good. Just turn that, turn it off, tell your mind, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And that's what it really takes. Yeah, I feel like for me, a lot of times uh, if there's something, let's say those networking events or just going up to that person and talking and I'm not feeling it, there's like some internal kick I have to give myself. Exactly. Or yeah, as you said, just turn just turn it on for this moment. Hit that hit that switch. Exactly. And then you you don't even realize once you're into the conversation with that person how cool 
it actually is to talk to that person. You never know what you can learn from them. And then next thing you know, you you both hit it off very well and you're grabbing coffee and or you're meeting up to discuss something or you're just you just made a new friend. So um, you don't want to turn yourself off to different opportunities that God is putting in your direction. So a lot of times you just got to tell yourself, no, I'm going to do it anyway. No, I'm going to walk up to that person anyway. And I, I've had to do that a lot in terms of finance specifically, when I was searching for a job or searching for connections to get a new job, yeah, I go to industry events and I'm like, I'm in, a, I'm the only person of color, the only male of color in this entire room of a hundred plus people. Yeah. And Lord knows the amount of mental dexterity that is required to navigate in that space. Like most people who are not of color can't understand that. So, I still have to walk up to people who don't look like me, who may not even want me in the room and, you know, put on a smile and be who I naturally am, a a nice, you know, outgoing person at times and and just still approach them and put all those anxieties and fears behind me and just say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway. However things go, they go and things don't usually go wrong. I mean, they don't ever go wrong. It's like you either vibe with the person or you don't. I've never experienced anything where I've approached someone and they said anything malicious, vile, disrespectful towards me. I've never experienced that. So I know the only thing that could happen is that we either connect or we don't connect. That's just it. But you have to make that effort. Of course. The worst scenarios are always in your mind where you exactly. where you're forecasting what the other person's gonna say. Exactly. Yeah, Sean, before we end our podcast, we always like to ask a series of questions. So to get into those, what's something that has held you back throughout your career? Like how that has historically held you back that you've overcome? Held me back in my career. Uh, Self-doubt. So specifically on the finance side, if there's an opportunity that I'm thinking of and I get in my mind, I'll tell myself, oh, I'm not ready for this opportunity or I'm not, I don't have the right skill set for this opportunity um, or, you know, these people aren't going to like me. Uh-huh. And at times that has prevented me from applying to a position or prevented me from taking a position. Um, and it at one point in time, I just had to tell myself, like, the, the thoughts that you're thinking are really self-defeatist and it's not going to get you to where you want to go. So I got to a place where I realized a lot of the times, most of the times with these positions that people see online and they're like, oh, we want someone who's five to seven years of experience, mm-hmm. knows uh, SQL, knows coding. A lot of the times these companies don't really want that. That's their ideal candidate. That's what they would prefer to have. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to go through their applicant pool and see what the best candidate is. So don't hesitate to apply. You know, Don't hesitate to reach out to the hiring manager. Don't hesitate to reach out to someone who you don't even know on LinkedIn and just you know ask to learn about the company, the position, the team, um, and, and just put yourself out there. Don't allow your thoughts, again, to hold you back. So I would say that's one thing. Um, I can't really think of anything else right now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's, that advice is gold right there for anyone looking into jobs or looking to move careers. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't hold yourself back just from what you see on the requirements. 
Now, now I guess the, uh, the, the follow-up to that is what's something that's holding you back? And I'd like for you to answer specifically on Sean as a creator and model. And as you said, with your uh, creating your publishing company or producing company, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Um, one thing that is holding me back is more so having to maintain a day job, I guess. Um, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I am doing very senior level work these days and, and it's rewarding to, to be in that environment. But I mean, I also have other interests. I'm, I'm someone who can be frank and say that, you know, we all have either our day jobs or side hustles, but that's not my life. That doesn't define me. So I'm also going to, when I'm like after the nine to five, it's the five to 12, maybe five to <laughs> one in which I'm really grinding it out and doing the things that really interest me. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in terms of the next step in my life, having a job is something that takes away a lot of time from being able to make the moves that I want to make. Now, I have my own strategy as far as my exit strategy, and it's mm -hmm. all about having that in mind. Um you should have that strategy in terms of, okay, this is what I want to do. How am I going to execute? How am I going to get out of this situation now so that I can do this um, and and allow that to, to be the main priority? So uh, I think that's the struggle for now. I have my strategy in terms of the timeline in which I'll be exiting. And I have my strategy as far as what the next thing might be for me. So it's now all about the execution. It's about the networking. It's about the putting in the extra hours to get things done. I'm working with now artists who want me to shoot their music videos. And so um, mm. that's going to require some extra hours after the nine to five just to yep. get it done. But those things make me happy. It allows me to get up in the morning and go to job, go to my job and, uh, you know, do the things that I, I have to do for work. Um, so I think there's a balance in that within itself. I think that's perfectly said. There, there's a balance within it. Uh, let let the listeners know what you're up to, what you're currently, what cookie jars you currently have your hands in. Man, a lot, a lot. So I am a photographer. I'm a videographer. I'm an actor. I'm a model. I'm actually about to leave this conversation and get ready for a shoot. I have a fashion shoot right after this. I had a shoot yesterday. Um, I'm really just trying to have my hands in everything. I, I want to be behind the camera as far as film and in front of the camera. And I, I've, I've met people and a lot, I'm, I'll leave it at this. A lot of times as, uh, people of color or as people in the corporate environment or the corporate world, we tend to silo people in, we tend to say, you're an accountant. That's all you should be doing. Mm -hmm. I rebuke all of that. I do not, I don't really fuck with labels at all. Yeah. And I, I've met people when I go to LA and I meet all these different creatives who have all these different jobs and they do all these different things in all these different places. And it confuses a lot of people. But mm -hmm. to me, I understand it's because if you don't try it, you'll never know if you like it. You'll never know how far it can take you. So I'm going to have my hands in finance because there's a lot that I can learn from that as a businessman. Yep. I'm going to have my hands in acting because it's something I enjoy. I enjoy modeling as well. I enjoy being a creative as a photographer and a videographer. And mm -hmm. I'm going to do those things until 
my schedule is so booked where I'm like, well, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this project or I can't do this. So I'm going to have to just focus and reshift my gears. Yeah. Until I get there, I'm going to do the things that make me happy. And it may not make sense to everyone, but I encourage everyone to do the things that make you happy and don't worry about how it's perceived by other people because everyone's not going to understand your story. A hundred percent. Sean, that's awesome, man. We enjoyed having you on the podcast. Last thing is let everyone know where they can find you on social media, YouTube, Instagram, whatever you got, throw it at us. Absolutely. Uh, Instagram, SB the one, YouTube, Life with SB. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation, really enjoyed you know your questions. You asked some awesome questions that really get to the point, so definitely keep it up. Looking forward to what you guys have coming forward. Definitely appreciate it, Sean, and thank you for coming on. All right. Take care. Take it easy. Hey, everyone. We wanted to thank you for listening today. If you guys like what you heard here and want to support the Court Brothers podcast or any of our other ventures, please head to our anchor page. The link is below and hit that donate button. If you made it this far, make sure you go watch any previous episodes you've missed or follow us on social media to get more content from us and to know when the next episodes are dropping. Thanks, y'all.